Hello and welcome to the Checkpoint Charlie podcast. I'm your host, as always, Charlie James. Thank you so much for uh, checking this podcast out. If you would, uh, become a subscriber. I would love to see that. Also, make sure that you share this podcast with all of your friends because... Um, I don't know. It's just a cool thing to do. Also, while you're at it, don't forget to tune in each weekday, 3 to 7, on News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas, for the Charlie James Show. Because we talk about a lot of the things that we talk about in the podcast and vice versa. And one of the things, the thing we're talking about today is masks and other lies they've told us. Now, you remember, let's just go back. Let's hearken back to the darkest days of of COVID, when they were telling us that, first of all, you've really got nothing to worry about. It's the seasonal flu that you should be concerned with, remember? Or like, you know, I think I have the flu. Could it be the coronavirus? Overall, most people should not be terribly concerned about it. You definitely want to pay attention. Should they panic? No, Americans do not need to panic. What I would suggest, however, mm-hmm. is that Americans take this as a wake-up call for seasonal flu. Flu is a much bigger deal. There's an important context we need to keep this in, and that is that the flu is more deadly. Maybe this is a good opportunity to remind people of that. Such a good reminder. And while there's a lot of fear over this coronavirus, you know, the flu is already widespread in the U.S., and and it really is much more deadly, is it not? Coronavirus is not going to cause a major issue in the United States. We're going to have 40 to 60,000 deaths this year in the United States from the influenza, and it's preventable. And there are only 12 confirmed cases of coronavirus here in the state. The risk is low. The risk, however, for the flu is through the roof. Health warning from doctors why they say people should be more worried about the flu than the coronavirus. Half of the people in America do not get a flu shot, and the flu right now is far deadlier. So if you're freaked out at all about the coronavirus, you should be more concerned about the flu. And it wasn't just the mainstream media. Politicians started telling you there's nothing to worry about with COVID. The risk to New Yorkers for coronavirus is low. And our city preparedness is high. This should not stop you from going about your life, should not stop you from going to Chinatown and going out to eat. I'm going to do that today myself. Come to Chinatown. Here we are. We're, again, careful, safe, and Come join us. There is no concern at this time for coronavirus in our region. The Department of Sanitation is ready for Mardi Gras 2020. The facts are reassuring. We want New Yorkers to go about their daily lives. There's really no need to panic and to avoid activities that we always do as New Yorkers. We are hardy people. Americans do not need to panic. What I would suggest, however, mm-hmm. is that Americans take this as a wake-up call for seasonal flu. There's very little threat here. This disease, even if you were to get it, basically acts like a common cold or flu. So we're telling New Yorkers, go about your lives, take the subway, go out, enjoy life, and certainly not to miss the parade next Sunday. I'm gonna be there. If you had to, would you close down the borders? No. We need to be honest about the American people with the American people about the fact that we can't keep people coming here from China. And transmission is not that easy. I think there's been a misperception um, that coronavirus hangs in the air waiting to catch you. No, it takes direct person-to-person contact. We also know that if it were likely to be transmitted casually, we would be seeing a lot, a lot more, more cases. cases. Right, right, because yeah. this is New York and you're in elevators exactly. and trains exactly. with, with everybody all the time. But then, again, more cases were reported. 
And that's when they ask us to do something. Remember two weeks to flatten the curve? The whole idea behind that was for you guys, everybody, stay home. Don't do any unnecessary travel. Don't be going out into crowds. Don't be co-mingling with other people just for two weeks. You guys stay at home for two weeks because we don't want to overload the healthcare system. So if you would, just stay home, chill yourselves out for two weeks to flatten the curve. We all remember that. Then more cases were reported. So that's when some people decided they were going to go get themselves a mask, something to, uh, that they felt would protect themselves. Well, that's when Dr. Fauci said this. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. That's right. Dr. Fauci, praise his name, said Americans should not be wearing masks. He said that on television. He said that. But then things started to change pretty quickly. All of a sudden, they started recommending masks. Now, at first, it could be any type of mask you want, just something to go over your face. You could wear one of those neck gaiter masks. You could wear one of the, uh, the, the standard surgical type masks. You could even put a handkerchief over your face, and that would be completely fine. But that changed quickly as well. Then they started saying that those masks were ineffective and only the N95 mask would do. That's it. That is the gold standard. No, wait a minute. Hold on. We've got to even change that. Now you've got to go to the KN95 mask. And then they said, you know what? Maybe that's not good enough. Double masking. Double masking is the way to go. I mean, we went a long way in a very short amount of time. From two weeks to flatten the curve and wash your hands while singing happy birthday to me three times to now double masking. It seemed like it happened virtually overnight because it actually did happen virtually overnight. It was just that quick. So once the, so then they started saying, now you have to wear the mask. Well, that wasn't quite good enough. Now they've got to do more. So now... They're actually forbidding people from walking in public without a mask. In Charleston, where I was at the time, you were forbidden from walking on the streets without a mask in Charleston. And it gets worse than that. You were forbidden from going to the beach without a mask. And it got worse than that. You were then forbidden from going to the beach, period, they shut them all down. Well, that caused quite the outcry with a lot of beachgoers in the low country. So they loosened that up a little bit and they said, okay, you can go to the beach, but you got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. You can't stop. You've got to keep moving. Well, I've got a fishing license here that says, I, okay, fine. If you're fishing, you don't, uh, all of this is true. If you're fishing, you don't have to move. But if you're not fishing, then you have to keep moving. There are no uh, beach chairs. There's no beach blankets. There's no loitering or they will arrest you. I even remember a, 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 a video of a guy who was stand up paddleboarding. I think it was out in California. 
He was stand-up paddleboarding by himself in the Pacific Ocean. Police officers waded into... He was not wearing a mask, by the way. So police officers waded into the water to arrest this man who was paddleboarding by himself, minding his own business, but he wasn't wearing a mask. Oh, the tyranny. Oh, we remember the tyranny, don't we? We remember having go, to go down the aisles in one way when you went to the grocery stores. What did that accomplish? Absolutely nothing. And then you remember the social distancing. You have to stay six feet apart. All of that, we know now, was complete and utter bunk. The whole social distancing model, do you know what that was based on? A high school science project. There was literally no evidence whatsoever that staying six feet away from another person would offer you more protection than standing three feet away from another person. Even the CDC has had to come out and admit that. <laughs> but so much, uh, so much changed. You see, I always say that the truth never has to, uh, uh, the, the truth never changes, but a lie changes constantly. And they were lying to us the whole time. And they lied to us about much more than just the mask. They told us that we should wear masks because of COVID. They told us that a cloth mask was not good enough, that we would have to wear the KN uh, and the N95 mask. Did you know that the majority of people who died with COVID, not of COVID, with COVID, died from bacterial pneumonia. Even Dr. Fauci recently has said, yeah, you know, we have found out that maybe, uh, maybe putting people on ventilators was not the best thing to do. Maybe we should have just repositioned them in the bed. He literally said that. Literally implying that instead of putting people on the ventilators, maybe they should have treated the bacterial pneumonia and rolled the patient over on their side. Speaking of ventilators, you remember the shortage of ventilators that was happening with Mayor Cuomo in, in New York? Remember when that was going on? And they were screaming that we need more ventilators. We need more ventilators. And Donald Trump said, you mean those ventilators like that are in the warehouse there? And Cuomo said, no, no, no. We need other ventilators other than that. We know about those. Everything changed constantly. Remember the sidebars on all of the news channels that were showing all of the deaths because of COVID? Remember all of that? And then there were some people that started saying something. Something that the, uh, the establishment didn't like. They started talking about the frontline doctors. And the frontline doctors who were recommending hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Not only that, but I think erythromycin, the whole ZPAC thing that they had going on, vitamin D. And those people that were saying that had to be shut down. There were people who lost their licenses to practice medicine because they were saying, listen, you got to have a healthy diet. You got to maintain a healthy body weight. You got to get some exercise. You got to eat right. And you got to take, uh, you got to make sure that, uh, like I said, your, 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 your vitamin intake is up. Those people were vilified by the people, not only in the press, but, but also in the medical community itself. 
How many lies did they tell us? It was constant. So then we started hearing about something called, oh, by the way, remember, uh, we'll get back to hydroxychloroquine. There were countries in Africa that dole out hydroxychloroquine uh, like it is literally candy. Those countries had some of the lowest rates of COVID in the world. Haiti was one of those countries as well. Then we started hearing about ivermectin. And what was the narrative about ivermectin? You are, you're taking horse paste. You're taking a horse dewormer. Everybody, the late night talk show, Stephen Colbert, Charleston's own embarrassment. All of these folks on the late night shows were making fun of people who actually took ivermectin. Well, guess what? We're now finding out that the people that talked about ivermectin was right. Were right. A preprint paper showing ivermectin's effectiveness against COVID-19 in Peru convinced a group of doctors that widespread ivermectin distribution could end the pandemic in October of 2020. October of 2020. Now, because the paper wasn't yet peer-reviewed, it was brushed off. It was discarded. Ivermectin for COVID-19 was vilified. And everybody who dared to prescribe it and everybody who dared to take it. Remember Joe Rogan when he said he took it and he was vilified for taking horse paste? Now the study has been peer-reviewed and it's been published in Curious, vindicating ivermectin as a treatment for COVID-19. Not only did ivermectin work against COVID-19, but it it was remarkably effective, resulting in a 74% reduction in excess deaths in, the, in 10 Peru states where it was used most intensively. There was, a seven, there was a 14-fold reduction in nationwide excess deaths when ivermectin was readily available and then a 13-fold increase in excess deaths in the two months after ivermectin was restricted. So, ivermectin available, 14-fold reduction in COVID deaths. Ivermectin restricted, 13-fold increase in excess deaths. And that was only in two months after ivermectin was restricted. They did not want you taking ivermectin. In fact, if you could find a doctor that would prescribe ivermectin and you took it to a pharmacy, some pharmacists would refuse to fill it because it was, quote-unquote, off-label. Do you know how many prescriptions are written every day for off-label use? The answer, a lot of them. And they are never denied at the pharmacy. The lies that these people have been telling us from the get-go is absolutely mind-boggling. But the reason they were lying to you was because they wanted control. They wanted power. The power that they had during COVID-19 was the power they wished they always had. Remember Michigan? The, the <laughs> Gretchen Whitmer, the, the governor of Michigan prohibited people from buying seeds in the store. You couldn't even go uh, grow your own garden in Michigan because they were so afraid of COVID. It's You could do nothing. Kids were forced to stay home. Schools were shut down. Businesses were shut down. The government got to decide which businesses stayed open and which businesses had to close. Restaurants, nightclubs, bars, even worse than that. Churches, hospitals, uh, senior care homes. 
You couldn't go to a wedding. You couldn't go to a funeral. You couldn't go to a baptism because of these people. This is the power that they wish they always had, and they want to get it back. Because once you get that sweet, sweet taste of power, you never, ever want to give it up. And I believe that a lot of these people actually hearken back to the good old days of COVID. I really do. Now we're hearing from sources that say within the next couple of weeks, the Biden administration is going to mandate masks for TSA employees. Anybody involved with the Transportation Safety Authority is going to be required to wear a mask. When you go through security, when you go to ticketing, when you go wherever you go on transportation, trains, planes, buses, Everyone there is going to be required to wear a mask. And then we're also hearing that not long after that, the folks at Border uh, border Patrol are also going to be required to wear a mask. They're trying to bring it back because they've got this new variant out there. The new variant that they're once again going to try to scare us with. Now, isn't it interesting that these things are always popping up right around election time? We know what they did during the elections in the last COVID, uh, the dark days of COVID. They all of a sudden had mail-in balloting, not, not absentee balloting, mail-in ballots. I call them mail-out ballots because that's exactly what they did. Some household received four, five, six different ballots for people who had never even lived there. <laughs> that would have been rife for election tampering, wasn't it? Absolutely. Then they had the drop boxes, the unmanned, unmonitored drop boxes all over the country. I think Mark Zuckerberg was a real big donator in those drop boxes. And all of this was so that they could continue to try to steal the election in 2020. Go watch the movie 2000 Mules. If you don't believe me, maybe you'll believe the evidence that is presented by True the Vote and Dinesh D'Souza in that movie. But they're trying to do it again, folks. They're trying to do it again. Well, Donald Trump's got something to say about that. The left-wing lunatics are trying very hard to bring back COVID lockdowns and mandates with all of their sudden fear-mongering about the new variants that are coming. Gee whiz, you know what else is coming? An election. They want to restart the COVID hysteria so they can justify more lockdowns, more censorship more illegal drop boxes, more mail-in ballots, and trillions of dollars in payoffs to their political allies heading into the 2024 election. Does that sound familiar? These are bad people. These are sick people we're dealing with. But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, hear these words, we will not comply. In the book, Rules for Radicals, um, Saul Alinsky says that one of the rules for radicals is the only power that you have is the power that your enemy perceives you to have. And I think it's time for the American people to show the United States government and other people just how much power we actually have. Do not comply. Do not comply. That's, I mean, we know that masks don't work. We know that social distancing don't work. We've even got a lot of questions about the vaccine. In fact, another story uh, that I was uh, talking about today, the mRNA COVID vaccine has actually been shown to damage children's immune response to other viruses. This is a brand new study. 
Kids who got the Pfizer mRNA COVID jab had a weakened immune response to other viruses and bacteria. That's an Australian research that was published last week. But we all know that. They know that. They know that all-cause deaths, not COVID deaths, all-cause deaths in people 17 to 40 has increased by 40%. And that's not just in the United States. That's in countries all around the globe. We know there is a danger with the spike proteins that these vaccines introduce into your body. Have you ever noticed one thing? Have you ever noticed that they haven't come up with a treatment yet? There's no good treatment. Not according to them, anyway. Oh, they're all about the vaccine. But the treatment? Well, that's probably, in their eyes, years away. The masks, the social distancing, all of that was one big lie. And the American people will not fall for it again. This is the Checkpoint Charlie Podcast.